and welcome back to the Thoughtful Christianity Podcast. Today's going to be a special episode. Jay, we are talking about our lives, right? Our, our stories, I guess. You're right. Yeah, it's story time with Jay and Josh. Oof, love it. I think that the goal here is just to familiarize, almost to introduce ourselves in, in a very distinctly Christian, because we are Christian, fashion. You know, to tell the story of God in our lives and, and kind of how we've grown through the entirety of our lives, I guess. I don't know. This will be an interesting podcast, to say the least. You know, this is also, this is, you can also interpret that to mean we didn't do a ton of prep work this week. So, uh, you know, we're going with what we know best ourselves. So, hey, man, what does Calvin <laughs> say in the Institutes? Uh, that man a lot. must. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But at the beginning, I think he says, uh, man must know first God and second himself. And so, you know what? If Calvin said it, we're good. We're in the clear. Uh, yeah. Many people would not agree with that statement, would they? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're, you're right. Yeah, so we're you know we're here this week. We're just gonna I guess walk through testimonies. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is intertwined because Josh and I have known each other literally forever, forever and ever. Yeah, I mean I think we're just gonna go for it. Uh, you know I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities to interject fun, maybe uh, stories about the other. Oh gosh, you just remember? <laughs> Do but, I regret doing this? Uh oh. No, look man, it's on the internet. You gotta give the people what they want. Mm, yep. All right. I guess maybe one thing I want to mention before we really get into it is we hope that this is helpful in some way, you know, in, inspiring or encouraging, or maybe it's just good to get to know the people who talk to you every week through a podcast. You know, I, I don't know. I think that it, we hope that this will be more than just a rehearsal of our lives, um, but something that, that can be genuinely impactful. Yeah, you know, we're trying funny. We're trying to be a little more uh, accessible, perhaps. You know, yeah. we're still relatively new at this podcasting game, so we want to vary our approach, maybe time to time, to yeah. see what kind of input and feedback we can get uh, in return. I actually think this is lucky thirteen, the thirteenth episode. Does that include like all the ones that we did but didn't post because they're garbage and yeah, because they're trash? No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, because we, you know, there's a couple uh, archived podcast lost to the annals of history perhaps yes you know or like the the zapruder film or something like that of the podcast but we're gonna press on so yeah we're gonna yeah, again, go try to keep we're, we're, we're again we're gonna try to keep it keep it fun you know kind of conversational i'm sure that yeah. we're not just here to lecture you guys we're weird so this is gonna be fun hopefully <laughs> yeah get some, get some get some uh comedic material at the very least full disclosure one of us is weirder than the other uh, oh, let's move wow. on. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a loaded statement. You guys have to, I know. You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to guess. Leave it to the audience to to guess, and please don't tell us; it'll hurt one of our feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive in, Jay. I feel like where do we start? Do you start with like your birth? Yeah, or, you know, or something like that. We were born, and then we were, we were baptized a couple of days later, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> We were baptized when we confessed with our mouths that Jesus was <laughs> Lord, Jay. You're right. I, I, you know, I thought I was being funny. Um, no, how dare you? No joking <laughs> matter. Jay, we were in the middle of the solas. Come on. No joking matter. No, yeah. So, yeah, we were both born in, in Virginia and Chesapeake, same place where we're at now. I was Though born I guess, in Norfolk. 
I think I was too. Um, maybe our mom should have sat in on this to correct us on the multitude of errors no, we're going to I mean, make. I, I know for a fact I was born in Norfolk. I know what hospital I was born in. <laughs> I know the time I was born at. I don't know anything. The time I was I know. born at is the last three numbers on my email address. Really? Ah, I know yeah. exactly what that is. So Early all you, bird. So all of you all... I think it was in the evening. It was dinner time. Oh, never mind. Late. So, yeah, fun fact. You don't want to give anybody your email, Che. <laughs> um, but okay, yeah, so you can deduce it from that. Yeah, but. I just got a Snapchat from Alex Kenny. Maybe it's where is this podcast for me to edit? Um, oh man, you're really uh, <laughs> you're really going for the teenage girl audience with the uh, Snapchat reference there. Yeah, and the Alex Kenny reference. Hmm. Oh um, wow! Yeah, well, <laughs> not teenage. Well now that I realize you said teenage, I'm I'm out of here. But yeah, okay, well, let's move on with our lives because we literally have gotten to we were born. We were. Um, so yeah, we lived in Chesapeake. Jay, when were you born? When your family moved to Great Bridge, yes, you were born. I know. <laughs> so my parents lived in Norfolk for the first like three years of my life. So I was okay. they were living in Norfolk. That's when they had me. And then Caroline a couple years later, and then after we were both we were both born, uh, we moved. When we again, I was like three. Caroline was like you know one and a half or whatever to the house that my parents still live in now. Yeah, and I think and so I was born in the house that I'm in right now. Yeehaw! But yeah, but I wasn't born in it. I was born in a hospital. But then this is where we lived. But Jay, like one of the first intersections of our lives, and it's certainly not going to be the last one, is church. We went to Great Bridge Baptist for 18 years, right? Well, we're not Pretty 18 much. for you, like 15 for you, I guess, since you said three. But like, I mean, all of our, through high school, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's the only church I ever remember going to. And um, even college, right? When Because I yeah. never officially joined a church in college. Uh, maybe a spoiler alert for later. But yeah, no, we, um, Great Bridge has basically been our home for a long, long time. And so that's where we met right? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where we met was Great Bridge. Yeah. I mean, through again, like being the same age, you know, Sunday school classes and, mm-hmm. you know, parents probably get to know each other through that. And then, you know how it is like your parents organize play dates because they like the parents and you don't even have to like the kid. Right. Necessarily, <laughs> but, um, you just I don't know how it is. I don't, I don't have children. <laughs> um, but okay. So let's drill down here. Let's stay here a while. Like early life. Uh, what I want to know and I want us to talk about is the impact. Now, I, I know that So I, my parents, it's, it's my mom's saddest fact is that I don't remember anything at all, ever. It's completely out of my mind, unfortunately. So I know that I, at least I don't remember much from my childhood. But at least we can talk about like, what was the in- Christian influence that we had as, as children, like early on? Because I feel like Great Bridge, man, we we were both at the church all the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, depending on how early childhood we're talking, but like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I don't mean early. Just, again, you think about, I mean, growing up in the South, right? I mean, already it's like there's a pretty Christian, broadly Christian culture, right? Like, whereas yeah. even if maybe people don't aren't practicing, quote unquote, they have a familiarity with the Bible and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just in the church... I, mean, I think about all the, the classic stuff, you know, we go to Sunday school, go to the you know, children's church or sit in the big yeah. church service. I remember my little big church bag. 
Oh, was it the blue with yellow handles? The navy blue and the yellow handles? Yes. My big Oof. church bag. The big church bag. That's right. You know, VBS, <laughs> all that stuff, right? It was like, it wasn't a question if you were, you were just going, right? It was not. Yeah. Okay, Jay, I just thought of a, a, a memory to start off our random stories that we include. There you go. Do you remember, if you don't, I'll be sad. Do you remember at one point trying to draw a map of the church while exploring all the rooms? We were probably in, I want to say seven or six early. I think I do. You better. I think I do. Good. (laughs) I hope you do. I remember trying to do something like that after VBS. Like like the moms were cleaning up and then we were just doing nothing. So we were like, let's just go wander around. Which I think that that's even something you just brought up that's really amazing about our childhood that is like our parents were so involved in the church. I mean, even today, our parents are really involved in the church. You know, my dad's a Sunday school teacher and my mom does so many things. And your mom also is super involved And your dad. He's I mean, that the men's ministry that he works with is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I feel like. I don't know. Here, Here's a question I'd like to ask. Do you feel like sometimes you, I don't know if you do, I, I, I guess maybe I'm speaking for myself, but do you feel like sometimes you downplay the, the parts that you don't remember as much? Like maybe downplaying the early stuff? Because I, I, I wrestle with that a lot where I'll, the things I remember are, are the things I talk about and the things I'm really grateful for but i often forget how important it was that i mean we grew up in church with christian parents like we were taught who jesus was from like birth i don't know do you do you struggle with that or is that something that's something that you are good with pretty much i mean i think it's easy to take for granted yeah that's maybe a better word because i mean everyone's obviously only lived their life. So everyone is biased toward their own experience, right? And I think that's a part of growing up, right? And getting older is that you realize that, oh, like different people do things differently or different people. And so, of course, right? You you are, I think, again, biased toward thinking like, oh, well, you know, I grew up in the church, but that's not that unheard of, right? But then, I mean, I think I remember though at, at a certain point, I mean, I feel like in elementary school, it was like everyone was like, oh, we go to the Catholic church or we go to whatever church, right? Like everyone had like some sort of church affiliation. And then you like wake up one day and like you're halfway through high school and you're like, oh, like mostly people don't Don't. go to church and like don't have that influence. And you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was telling my mom, uh, we were in a long car ride back from Wake Forest to get some stuff and I was telling her a illustration because sometimes that's the best way I communicate. It's like talking about how, you know, if you're a sailor on a ship in the, in a storm, you give a lot of praise to the guy who like plugs the holes and the guy who like makes sure the ship doesn't flip. But in a storm, you often aren't giving praise for the fact that you're even on a ship, you know? And so sometimes I worry that I don't give enough credit to the Lord and those he used in my early childhood, right? And by early, I just mean childhood. Yeah. Because, I mean, man, we grew up in the building. Like, not even just I grew up in church, but I grew up in the church building. Most of my life was spent there. You you too, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it's 
not something I pretend to know a ton about, right? But just like <laughs> the amount of impact that like things have on like young children, right? Yeah. Like the environment you bring them up in, like just things like that. How you know how they have an outsized influence on kids that like you know yeah. it's, it's in ways that like they can't even necessarily point back to when they're older, right? Yeah. Um, but just again, the way they grew up, right? They got a lot of impact. So yeah, I, I mean, I right. even I remember. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that. that's you know I think you're right in that like I don't know if it's something I always am uh, expressing the proper amount of gratitude for. Yeah, I mean I just think that that's just something that we ought to be glad for. And if we're gonna start the story, let's start it right by just saying like the Lord placed us in a believer's home and the Lord placed us in a believing church, and like that is an incredible blessing that many people don't have. And, you know, I, I wonder, uh, maybe we should progress a little bit, but I think that we can keep in mind that and see how that's impacted to a degree. So where do you want to go next? Do we, or, or is there more childhood to talk about? I mean, well, we didn't really talk about us together either. Well, again, like we, we got to know each other very young and we, and even at a young age, we're very good friends. Um, oh, yeah. We did, I mean, RAs, the Royal Ambassador Group Oof, at church. Love it. We've already mentioned, I think, before on the podcast how we were not in the same Sunday school class. But even though, like, at a certain point when you're, you were, like, really young, I think they had all of us together, like, in the nursery maybe? Yeah, well, in the nursery we were all together. like, during but, the service, right? Yeah. So, like, but then we were bifurcated uh, <laughs> in the uh, Sunday school class until the reunification circa, mm. you know – 2008 or 2009 or something like that yeah yeah where we we were rejoined um what grade was that i want to say late Who, middle school or early high school okay I th- yeah i think maybe it was more middle school yeah maybe our parents will do a podcast episode by themselves where they just correct all of our mistakes director's cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> the commentary edition where right. every time they just pause and say that's not true no, yeah. So grew up in the church, grew up together in the church with believer parents. What, what comes next? Well, I mean, something that happened both for both of us pretty early yeah. on in our lives was that we actually, in the true Southern Baptist way, you know, we answered the altar call, right? Mm. Um, we went forward in church and we got baptized. I know I was eight and I was after you. Yeah, my mom just told me that I was not eight, that I was earlier. So maybe seven, maybe six. It was six. almost definitely seven because it was yeah. like, it was probably a couple months, but it wasn't like, up, it wasn't a year. Yeah. So I must have been seven at that point. Yeah. Well, for me, my mom, again, we were talking in the car about this. She asked me, Josh, do you remember when you got saved, right? When when you said the sinner's prayer, when you accepted Jesus in your heart, you know, all the very, very good Baptist uh, lingo, which is helpful in some ways and, and maybe not in all ways. And I said, of course, yeah. And so I told exactly when it was. I got saved in children's church. Uh, I prayed the prayer with one of our teachers. And then not that week, I think the next week, I went forward at an altar call, like you said. And my mom said I was bouncing around, apparently, overjoyed, uh, which was very much par for the course for this one. At, at that age uh, but yeah and then so you you went after that right well yeah i mean i think that's a 
that was an important piece was I think the dom you know the your domino that fell right yeah um, wow I you know obviously we understand that salvation comes from the Lord right but yeah, like of your course. but like again like so but in my own mind it was like oh well like my best friend Josh like went forward in church right and so it was like mm-hmm. I was like oh like I didn't even that was something that we could do yeah. <laughs> again that phrase comes back you know shout out mean? to the christian friendship episode yeah i didn't know that kids our age could do that i didn't know we were allowed right um in some churches you're not <laughs> well yeah and you know there, there might be merits to that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so you went after that and and i guess got baptized yeah that. i mean it was again i think something that made me think more about oh well like what you know like again we, i can be saved like oh yeah like, Josh did this thing, right? And so yeah. I, you know, I think that kind of started to bounce around in my brain. As you know, as much as anything can bounce around in the brain <laughs> of a of a wee young pup at the ten, a wee tender, young pup. the tender age of eight. Yeah, but yeah. So again, that was something that was a seminal event. Mm. Yeah, and that that's something that I would definitely like emphasize. Is like this was such an important event because in the eyes of the the church, in the eyes of everyone, in our own eyes, we were now in in the membership, right? Uh, now, I don't think Great Bridge gives membership to children. I think it's 18 over. But, like, man, this is an important event in our lives. I think we'll, we'll see as the story goes on that there's some, like, this was not a, a clean-cut transformation uh, as it, often isn't for many and and I'll let you speak for your own self. I don't want to uh, speak for both of us at all, but yeah. maybe we should just keep going and see the story roll. Yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I think roll it out like red carpet. I think you're right. So again, there we were still in elementary school, right? Even uh, if you don't necessarily know the age, right? We were still very young and yeah. we were, now save, but you know, again, like I don't know that I can look back at a, at a marked difference in like, oh, like that day I stopped doing X or yeah, started doing Y. Yeah, I definitely we were, agree. We were still in the church environment, right? We were still continuing to do what we've always done, right? We were going to the Sunday school, we were going to the church, we were going to VBS, we were doing the RAs, we were doing the various activities that, you know, kids our age could do. So, yeah, that, I know, feel like that, that is a, that's a good point is like one thing that is almost difficult is if, so if you grew up in the church, right. And then, and you're saved young, what are, when you look back as an adult like us, what are, what are you looking for for that change? Right. So, I mean, I was already praying every night with my parents. I was already reading the Bible, uh, mm-hmm with my parents. Yep. I already went to church. I already, and, and we were taught from a young age, obedience. So n- neither of us, I think were really rebellious either. So, Not you know, it is knowledge. almost difficult to say what it, well, what did that change look like? Um, but I mean, I think that there are, there were elements to that. I have a story. Um, cause I remember in fifth grade, I had a friend that used to say, OMG, right? Yeah. Uh, and use the Lord's name in vain. And so mm-hmm. I remember like, I was like, hey, man, you can't. I was like, you don't want to do that. Like, you're not allowed to. Really? Yeah. 
Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome! I mean, I I never knew that. <laughs> I forget. Bull move in fifth grade. Who was it? It was uh, Parker Ramsey was the kid's name. I don't even remember. He moved I, away, I think, like very shortly after. So he yeah. ran away after you, after Shut you out. told him that he uh, that's right. Couldn't say the Lord's name in vain. He just ran. That was not a starter. Uh, yeah. Wow. I was casting out demons at a young age. <laughs> Jay was just killing it out there. Uh, I, you know, I don't really remember much of elementary school when it comes to that. Really, when I start to have memories, uh, it's more middle on for me. Unfortunately, I really don't remember much about Cedar Road or any element of elementary school. So what do you remember about middle school then, perhaps? Yeah, I think that's where my story picks up. It's almost weird. Like if we're going to talk about it as if it's a story, it's almost like those early years really, really matter. And they're like the prelude. But then the story itself starts. You know you know how start, stories don't start when you're born. They start at a certain point, right? Yes. If I'm the protagonist, which I'm clearly not, uh, I'm probably some side character the story kind of starts for me in middle school. That's where I really, I feel like came into myself as a person and became very much more who I am, which, okay, I'm describing every middle school experience, right? It's a new social environment, right? Where, yeah, you're with like older kids that aren't babies anymore, right? Like, you know, kindergartners are so little, but now like, you know, middle school, you know, by the end, you're a teenager, right? Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we start to develop socially in different ways. Girls start to hit puberty. I think. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I don't but know you anything. Mean, like, I think. Yeah, it's a different. It's it's a, it's a, uh, a coming of age time for many. Yeah, yeah. And I, you were and, no exception. Well, and the funny thing is that I think we had really different experiences in middle school. So I'm Did you we tell ever? Because you're the hero of the story, and like I said, I'm a side character. So. Go ahead. Tell tell everyone about your how you peaked in middle school. Yeah, middle school was <laughs> apex living for Jay Broom. Um, <laughs> I will never approach that uh, apex again. Um, <laughs> I I don't know something about it. It was incredible. I had I feel like I had a lot of friends. I mean, I don't feel like I've never not had like a healthy amount of friends. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Particularly in my eyes, middle school is very much stratified into like social a social hierarchy in a way that mm-hmm. high school was not. Ex- me so, too. Yeah, I agree. which I don't know if that's a u- unique characteristic of that school or that is true more broadly. But yeah, it is weird that most of the tropes that you see on TV for high school did not apply to our high school, but definitely applied to middle school. A hundred percent. Just weird. Uh, so go on with your your reigning in royalty. So, I mean, I, I wasn't like the most popular kid by a long <laughs> shot, right? But like, I felt like I had good friendships with like a lot of the popular kids, right? Yeah. And, you know, th- again, this is completely like, this is not testimony related at all, right? And this is all purely secular. It was yeah, probably but it, not, it's part of it. Yeah, but yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but it's like, part of it. very much like, again, it wasn't, I mean, again, I had a great time, right? I thought it, <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I mean, I, I, it was great. I feel like you know, I I was the man or one of the guys. You were, you were the man. Uh, I had okay, long well, hair back then. You did. Well, oh my gosh, the chicks yeah. dug it. 
Um, the middle school okay. chicks. The middle school chicks dug it. Um, so let me pinpoint on that testimony part. Let's talk yes, about it. That's good. What do you remember of Christ during that time or God or even just generally how you were? And I actually don't know this. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. You know, again, I think at that time, a lot of my faith was hung up on just and more like what I did as far mm. as like, oh, well, I still go to church all the time, right? Like kind of a very typical pattern, I think, for many people. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm not like I'm a good person and, you know, I go to church and – yeah, But, you know, I, I, there wasn't a lot of like personal studying of the Bible every day. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that there was a lot of – symbolic markers of christianity that are present in my life again yeah and that might yeah. be something to that we should mention is just the fact that it, it is it is almost a study in madness to try and discern the difference between someone who grew up in the church but is not a christian and a fledgling christian who grew up in the church you know i mean i i almost think that that line is impossible to find and trace I mean, there's obviously in cases you can, but I mean, it is difficult to see that line because sanctification works that way, works progressively. <laughs> I don't know. You're giving me an interesting look. Do you have something to say to that? No, I mean, I, I, this is just something I can, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any more meat on that bone. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I think with the different kind of social climate, like we talked about, Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like the more like teenagery stuff. Like you, you hear about kids at school doing like drugs, right? Or yeah. like, like you know, boyfriend girlfriend. There's a lot more like, oh, like PDA. You know, you hear about people like, oh, so and so made out with so and so, right? Yeah. And so like, kind of like that more worldly influence. I think I didn't partake in these activities, but I were they normalized. I think so, right? It was like, oh, well, like this is kind of like what people do. Yeah. Right? Like these yeah. are the normal patterns of behavior. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Huh. Oh, man. Is it my turn? I mean, you can say as much as you – I mean, again, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for you, but our lives were much intertwined. Like we – so – I I think that our lives are very much parallel in a lot of – age ranges not middle school i don't think oh because i struggled in middle school uh i was bullied a lot and i mean we so we weren't really together much in middle school i don't know if you remember that but like we weren't in the same groups in the same classes for most of it there was one year when we were and then obviously you you were uh, king jay on the top of the castle right I, i'm joking about that obviously i know that you we're not like yeah. and if anyone listens, of middle school. It's hilarious to think that if anyone listens to this from that time period, how they will laugh at that. But <laughs> yeah, continue. Well, maybe I'm just speaking comparison wise, but no, I, I felt really bully in middle school. And, you know, I, I feel like that term has taken on an almost satirical realm. Like if you're an adult and you use the word bully, it doesn't, really mean much but like at that time like it was dreadful i hated it i remember there being times when i like wanted my mom to homeschool me 
see, I feel like you don't know all of this, which is interesting. It's going to be fun to talk. And please ask questions. I mean, that's totally open. But yeah, there were times when I literally asked my mom, please, can you consider homeschooling me? Because she has a degree in education. So she would literally be able to do that if she so was inclined. And that was rare. I mean, I, I had good days and everything's not terrible and horrible. And I certainly wasn't like in a deep, dark depression or anything. But I really wasn't comfortable. It was in middle school that I became aware of sin much more clearly. I became much more aware of doing things that were wrong, even if I didn't necessarily not want to do them because out of love for Christ, I I was very much in that time made aware of shame and and sin and and darkness and evil, right? Uh, And this is the only sentence I'm going to say about this, but I also had many girlfriends, because uh, I know that that's a joke among friends is that I had a lot of girlfriends, even though I was a doofus of a kid. But, you know, I wanted affection. I wanted, as most middle schoolers w- would say, right, They that you want to feel accepted. You want to feel okay and, and good. And, you know, if you're being bullied on one hand, you want to feel accepted on the other, right? Uh, and so for me, middle school was this interesting time where in darkness, I feel like the Lord was moving and shaping me in very important ways. I, I think that middle school probably shaped me more than any other period of my life. As And by that, I mean, like, who I am today, I can see elements of, like, oh, I was really bullied and felt very ostracized in some ways. My friends were... I mean, obviously you were my best friend, but we weren't seeing each other as much because of class differences and stuff. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you like, look there was, question. well, there was a time in our life where like things were a little bit more like contentious Tense. between us. Mm-hmm. I forget yeah. if that was, you know, later was elementary school or middle school or both. Yeah, I, th- I think it might've been both, but it was definitely in middle school that we weren't seeing each other as much. And then like, I feel like we were both as teenage-ish, preteen-ish boys, more aggressive maybe than we yeah, should oh, have yeah. been. You You're know? like naturally competitive and mm-hmm. you mean like everything is, well, I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm smarter than you. I'm exactly. better at this sport than you. I play the guitar better than you. Yeah. I, you mean? It's everything, right? Is this like, if you're not the best out of your friends, it is the worst, right? You have to be this competitive monster. Uh, as as I grew to call this attitude, you become a me monster, right? Where nobody's happy and no one's safe around you because you're so focused on me. And that, that's basically middle school. But yeah, so I mean, I guess if I'm describing how middle school was for me, it wasn't good. But the effects, as I think if we have the time to trace all the way to college, I think that we, I can mention places where this this dark time where, I mean, I genuinely was very upset a lot and almost even had existential, like not fears, but sadness. I don't know, like existentially, like as a like existence and, and being real and being here and, and you having to line up internally and externally, like those things were almost dreaded in that time. And yet I was, so don't think I was this like super in like deep 
person. I was also shallow enough to date people for weekends and call people girlfriend who I like never hung out with ever, you know? So like there was the, there was all of the normal shallowness and then also some of, some of that deepness and, and darkness. Man, you're good at this introspection stuff. Jay, it, being good at introspection is not a f- good thing. Usually, I can confess. I yeah. I think about myself a lot, which is again makes me a me monster a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess being able to articulate it well, but yeah, I mean, well, gosh, I'm like looking at the time. Like we've been doing this for like longer than I thought. But oh, I wow. honestly almost expected this to go on late. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Yeah, talking about ourselves and each yeah. other. That. That for me, I asked you to do this podcast because I wanted to hear some of these things from you because I'm interested in, because I feel like our lives are parallel in so many times, mm-hmm. but they might not have been, right? Like who's to say they were? I just assume. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love to see where, like, where they were and weren't. Yeah. Because especially, right, like in these like growing up stages, right? Like as dudes, there's not a lot of like sharing about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, hey man, and, I'm really you know middle school Josh is not coming to Jay and say, "Hey man, you know I'm really having a hard time with this." Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean you don't tell anyone, right? No, you don't even tell your parents. You make yourself they, a threat. You make yourself a or not a threat, but a uh, a target. Yeah, if you're going to be sensitive, you're going to join Josh Starr in the bullied column. I mean that's <laughs> that's just how it is, right? Is is you don't you don't open up, and and nobody has to teach you that, which is interesting. Isn't it that like nobody, I feel like people blame culture a lot and say like, oh, culture's teaching men that they can't cry. It's like, I don't think anyone had to teach me that. I just knew I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't open up. But Jay, let's go back. I think we have to go back to church. Yeah, but say, I, I want to make sure we, we hit in this middle school. too, because I think we were still both very much involved. Yeah. Um, like and I think we took on more involvement personally as we went into middle school. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, it's not, wait, I mean, I'm trying to remember the years, but like, Me too. You, weren't, you weren't allowed to join like youth group stuff in sixth seventh grade. grade. Yeah. You started in seventh. Well, ever that our year was the first year that wasn't allowed in sixth grade. Maybe we were a danger, a threat that we didn't know about. But yeah, our year was actually held back from going in until seventh grade. A storm was gathering. Maybe. <laughs> but oh, that's right. Middle school's youth group. I never even. I wasn't putting that together. The, Man. The beginning, yeah, our, our first taste of it. Yeah. I mean, and if you if anyone's listened oh. to the, the Christian Friendship podcast, we talk about how we have this solid group of believing friends who are like our, our ride or die, right? Are like very intimate. Actually, my sister right now is with some of them. Youth group's it, right? I mean, yes, we knew each other for ever and ever and ever like, like Sunday school yeah. yeah but you know now again it's very much a in a different atmosphere because you're like realizing like oh like these are people that like you know like go to like other high schools that like you know yeah have have you know, you're like overlapping in different friend groups where you're like oh like i played baseball with this kid and he's friends with so-and-so too right and like yeah. he came to youth group with us and knew that guy and so you know what i mean your peer-to-peer relationships I think you're right. Like start to develop in you know, a kind of different way. And yeah. And, and one thing we should definitely mention is that for all the, like the icebreaker games and all that, our youth pastor was dedicated 
to teaching us the word. And and I don't know if I really had ears to listen to most of it, to be honest, unfortunately. Yeah. But man, like, I mean, shout out to him. He was dedicated. Of course, the people he chose were perfectly fine then, but they did not age well. Do you remember that we listened to Rob Bell? Uh, Rob the Bell, Wins guy, And classic. Mark Batterson, who's Circle Maker. Like, people who are not exactly the ideal Orthodox Christians today, but at that time, they were fine. That being said, we had uh, we had some David Platt, we had Oof. some John Piper, we had uh, Don't Waste Your Life. We did. I found on my my sister's bookshelf Oof. a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, we read a John Piper book in like, yeah. youth group. I was like, dude, I was excited. Do you remember um, why? It was because of the Lecrae song, Don't Waste Your Life, which was the anthem, man. Oh, man. I'm not going to rap right. it because... I, we're live on the internet and already, I don't want to be It's already been done a number of times by <laughs> members of the youth group. That's true. That's true. Jordan even went uh, on a Oh, you're, uh, you're going really, really to throw her out there like that, huh? Yeah, sorry, Through Jordan. My sister. My sister was, uh, she sang for a talent show for the camp, for a camp <sighs> we were at. You're really going to throw her out there. Amplify by Lecrae, which was never even released, um, but great song uh with two guys who were in the youth group throwing jordan under the bus aside which is a my long favorite time thing josh to do. tradition <laughs> it, is a long time. it is oh man it is embarrassing her is my favorite thing to do but but yeah honestly i'm trying to think and this is also kind of we're starting to bleed into high school as well right because yeah. like, obviously it's hard yeah. to say like well this friend group solidified on this date at this time right mm-hmm. yeah of course i'm trying to think some of the the most the earliest christian stirrings in my life right you know those moments where you believed and then you believe more intensely right you have this realization of the reality of it i know that reality is something i talk about a lot but like even when you were talking about like me going up and being baptized and and confessing jesus at the front of the church just realizing that that is something that is real, that you have the ability to do, that you have this option. It's like, it occurs to you. I think reading Radical is one of the earliest ones I remember. David Platt's first, first book, I think. Yeah, because he's much younger than the other guys. So I think it's his first book. Man, like that was eye-opening to me. Because as somebody who was not maybe taking Christ as seriously as I do now, hopefully not sanctification ought to be working. I'd say. Yeah. Radical is, I I still think that that's like one of the coolest books ever just because it like awakened a lot in me. Well, like I remember you were like, were you like teaching some of that, like the lessons on that? Yeah. I wasn't sure if that happened until high school. I think it was high school when I began to teach. Because we went from royal ambassadors to challengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that switch? I do. There really wasn't much to the change, but it was a change. But yeah, I began teaching then, which is funny to think. All right, a, a, a minister, future pastor, getting his MDiv. You know, I began teaching at in middle school. Like I, I almost don't think about it that way, but I, or high school. Like I began teaching. Uh, I don't know if I taught radical. What was the next one? multiply there's got to be another radical together right yeah yep i began teaching that one so that was really cool yeah i just thinking over that any other thoughts there well i guess if we're kind of transitioning to more like high school phase 
a big thing to notice is um, the influence of a certain elder member of the youth group, uh, Mr. David, a.k.a. Chad, a.k.a. Chuck, Quackenboss. Yeah, yeah. Really amazing friend of ours, David. Who Josh has now, like, you know, followed followed in his footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this guy, and, you know, I think I respect it more and more as the years go by, but like. Me too, absolutely. He was a senior in high school and was like, I see these dweebs in the yeah. eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess Connor was in the ninth grade, but I mean, like, I see these bozos that are, you know, Goons. cutting up and, you know, I mean, picking their nose and yeah. <laughs> um, all that stuff. And he was like, I need to invest in these guys in like a yeah. spiritual sense. And maybe this is something you talk about spiritual stirrings. Like the fact yeah. that again, he was like, yeah, like let's go out to lunch one day after church. And so like, you know, it was like what, like four or five of us total. And it was like, we talked about the Bible. Yeah. We talked about the really <laughs> important things and really stupid things. Yeah. And so, but it was like, you know, like it was like, Oh, Hey, like guys getting together and like, we can talk about our faith. Yeah. So I actually don't know. I don't know if you know this, but you know, I I now attend church with David again. Yeah. Uh, he's actually he's the head of the elder board at my church, which is very cool. But he recently ish, or maybe it wasn't recent. He told me that the reason he began to take us on man lunch, which is what we called it, uh, going to do you know where? Do you remember? Cadoba, baby. Cadoba. That's can I right. Forget? The reason why he did was he heard a sermon, and he's not. He never told me if it was the pastor at the time or somewhere else, but he heard a sermon talking about the desperate need for mentorship and discipleship in the church. And he literally was convicted to the point that he did something about it. Again, the way you said it, like the older I am, the more I appreciate that. Cause I, I, I see grown people hearing sermons on discipleship and saying, yeah, you're right. The church does need to disciple and then doing nothing. Like, so this 18 year old or maybe younger Deciding like, oh, I'm going to take my friend's brother and like his friends and, and like, mentor them. Think about the social dynamics. This is a senior in high school hanging out with an eighth grader. Or Two eighth, eighth, graders, eighth graders. And ninth then a grader. ninth grader. And maybe a tenth, I think. Maybe not. But yeah, like much younger. When I was a senior in high school, like. I thought it, they were infants. Yeah, it was like. These kids are either completely, you know, yeah, still like little babies or just yeah. or complete morons or both. So how did that affect you? Like your time with David, you know, the man lunches every month or so going out after church? Well, like I think just, again, the notion of guys getting in or talk about faith was one. Mm. Funny anecdote was I think the first time i ever heard the term calvinism was at one of those lunches really yeah. oh man i don't remember that the lord yeah. was holding back on he wasn't holding back on me the <laughs> lord was keeping me from that for that moment uh, um but again just like like i remember him oh i, I do remember this he sent us his paul washer sermon about like <gasps> dating yeah and i was like i'm not gonna date in high school is it was gonna do it and i held and out I for did. like three and a half years yeah and i did <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like I remember listening to this and I was like, yeah, this dude is serious. This, oh, this, this guy, this guy is, this guy's heated. And I was like, you must be right. <laughs> Man, Paul Washer. He is the, one of the greatest tools for getting 
youth group age kids to actually love Jesus because he he takes n- no like excuses. I, I love Paul Washer. Actually, referring to that video, I was looking at a status you posted on Facebook from that time, and I'm not going to throw Uh-oh. you on the bus too much. <laughs> But it literally called me out by name about me dating a certain person. And David and the other guys from the group, David and the other guys from the group had a conversation about it, (laughs) which is like reading now. It's like, you guys like pulled no punches, (laughs) but hey, Paul Washer pulls no punches. So that is uh, that is unacceptable. So I I expect reparation on that. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I totally remember that. I thousand yeah. remember that. Oh well, it's hard not to remember that. Uh, <laughs> but let's keep going. Uh, so for me, on my end with with David, I had this again. I was in the car with my mom, and we just had this very long conversation about essentially what we're talking about in the podcast. And she was like, "Oh, yeah, like." David mentoring you was such a big deal because it was a Christian man pouring into your life. And I was like, I don't think that was it. Because while you mentioned that we did look at the Bible and we did talk about Christian stuff, we also talked about a lot of dumb stuff too. Yeah, Like there wasn't structured discipleship. What blew me away and what really changed my life and perspective was that it was a person outside of a church building, outside of a church group, and outside of a church family talking about Jesus as if that's part of his normal everyday life. That to me was the like piece that fell in place was like, Oh, I talk about Jesus. When I read my Bible, I talk about Jesus. When I pray, I talk about Jesus. When I'm in the church building, I talk about Jesus. When I teach the church, like uh, small groups and stuff, but this dude's talking about Jesus and Cadoba over burritos. Like, why is he doing that? Like, what does Jesus have to do with Mexican food? And then I just realized, like, this is somebody who actually knows Jesus and talks about him all the time. I, like, it's just part of what his life is outside of the church building. And I think that was super significant for me. So, I mean, I think we should give a, a large shout out to David. He is fan. the man. I mean, a piece of, like, you know, my knowing him, my admiration for him was like, that kind of spurred me into my my uh, running endeavors as well. That's right. Yeah. Jay, we forgot a major part of middle school is that in eighth grade, we both tried out for the track team and you got in and I died. <laughs> Man, that's yeah, okay. That, that was a fortuitous instance. We won't, yeah. ling- we won't linger too much on that. But, no, but um, you were in track for a long time. I ran. Yeah. we. My parents made me try out. I didn't want to do it. I was going to wear like jeans to run in to (laughs) self-sabotage. Didn't end up making the track team. I kind of, I mean, I did all right that eighth grade year, but then I caught the bug Mm. and it propelled me throughout high school and then into college. And I still lace them up and get after it most days. So I've been running recently. I don't want to derail the podcast, but I've been running every other day, like three miles and I gotta say, I'm I'm falling in love a little bit. I I really enjoy it. Keep that up, dog. Yeah, that's trying to look not fat. Um, (laughs) Thanks, I haven't seen you in a while, though. Yeah, (laughs) you don't know. You only see on the Skype video. It's like I just see nipples up, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah. um, I'm getting large. But yes, David, the man. We, I guess we won't lean too far here. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I just. What was I doing if Jay was running? As I played in bands during that time. Yeah. You know, and, and played in local gigs. But what the cool thing was was that a part of my story that I I, I ought to mention is I led worship for the praise band for four or five years i think like a little bit more than that maybe so i mean i feel like that was an important moment too and i know that i'm an introspective person so just a little bit of introspection is like high school i I mentioned in middle school that like i was very much becoming aware of sin in my life and the fact that there was the internal stuff was there was evil there not not all evil of course but there was evil there even when the externals were good in high school, that got worse, which gave me kind of almost crises. But worship band was like a way of like, I was always singing Christian lyrics, you know? And like, those meant a lot to me. So, I mean, that was a major part of of my life for like six years was like playing guitar, singing, leading worship. I mean, it's hard to tell how much of that was me enjoying playing music in front of people. But there was definitely like, an element of that where it was like, oh, this is an important spiritual event where we sing these words. And then these words were in my head all the time. So just like throwing that information out there for the people who are listening uh, to the stories, like where was Josh moving? I mean, I think that music was a major part of my life. And then like listening to having these Christian lyrics in the midst of like instability spiritually was like helpful i guess i don't know i really haven't thought about it that way but maybe that was good yeah so i guess again i think we're firmly now in the high school camp so yeah yeah, yeah. let's go i feel like we didn't get to the school part and all of that yeah, but yeah, maybe but we should yeah i mean you know school is school but like you know i think again this time of my life i felt very much like i was i guess looking back if there's just kind of like the the classic like two different people, two different lives yeah. type of thing, right? Where yeah. there were like large parts of my life that were like Christian, right? Where it was like, yeah. oh, like I'm going to go, you know, I we still are active in church events, right? We go on like Wednesday nights or we go on YouTube activities, yeah. you know, go to church every Sunday type of thing. But I guess also there was, again, becoming more competitive in the track and field and the cross country world, I also like found that was taking a lot of time too. So yeah. like I, I also like stopped participating just because of like conflicts, right? I was like mm-hmm. every Saturday I was traveling somewhere to go run and you know, different weekends. Wednesday nights I think were pretty hard to get to because, you know, I didn't get home for like seven o'clock. That's nights. right. I remember that. But yeah, so like very much like Christian I, mean, I think at sometime in high school like I did start to like read my Bible. Yeah. At, like at night, like by myself and even if what if it was like the classic like I want to flip open and read the page because God's gonna yeah. speak to me like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember even throughout this time like praying before I go to bed type of thing. You okay. know, where you're like laying there and it's like your eyes are closed, you're laying on your back and you're like praying and always just like fall asleep. Yeah. Um, so were you consistent in that? Like, were you reading your Bible weekly, daily, somewhere in between that, monthly, what? It was, I know it's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it happened every single day, but like, I think it happened three, four, yeah. five days a week kind of thing. That's um, incredible. I didn't know that. That's in high school. 
Yeah, probably later on toward the end of high school. Yeah. But at oh, the same time, I like I guess like there was also the part of my life where like I was like my like social interactions at school, like I would never have thought to like bring up like, hey man, let me share the gospel with you. Yeah. That's a major part of when I look back, is that. Like either apathetic or like if I had been pressed on it, I probably would have been like very timid. Yeah. Right? It's individualized almost. It's like it's yeah. a very okay, I identify Christian. I do Christian things, but like, it's not exactly a like private worship. Everybody hobby. needs to adore God or go to hell. Cause it's funny that you mentioned that because that I have two little stories. One of my close friends in, in high school was an atheist and she's brilliant and much smarter than I ever probably will ever be. Even now we talk sometimes. And, and I remember there was always like funny and like light tension because I was a Christian and she was an atheist. And yet, again, my life wasn't like living out. Like I wasn't having those debates. It was almost like just the fact I was a Christian. But even I had a girlfriend at the time who was not a Christian. And I, one of the reasons we broke up was because I kept pressing her to become a Christian. But I don't actually think that I, it wasn't about, this is the point that I'm trying to make is it wasn't about, oh, you're, you were going to hell. And like, you will not, you will not go to heaven. It was just like, oh, I can't date a non-Christian. So I want you to be Christian. So I feel like I I definitely get that, that idea of like, even if we're trying, like there's stirrings in our hearts, like we're trying to love the Lord and trying to learn how to be Christian. There really wasn't an outside presence, at least for me. Like I wasn't pushing anybody at all on anything. Yeah, a thousand percent. Again, like it was two very much different pieces of my life that I didn't care to like have intertwined, which yeah. even there was an instance though where it was like, I forget if it was in 10th grade, but it was like, I had friends from church that were like becoming like friends from like running and like, yeah, it was like this like convergence of my like my, my friend circles. And I was like, I didn't like it. I was like, what, yeah. are we, what do you mean? Like, you're my friend from running and you're what do you mean like you're having a private conversation and develop a friendship with my friend from church like no you can't like i was like in my mind i was like that's not like they can't do that like i don't like that like those are keep it separate yeah like and it was it's bizarre to think about but um oh my gosh you just reminded me of something (laughs) in in my english class like and again i think that maybe one of the things that any listener this is just fun for me to do with you oh yeah you know even if there's no microphones one thing a listener might notice is that like i feel like i'm learning right now from just being introspective like i'm yeah oh yeah growing in my understanding of myself and even what god's done because i remember jay even though i had no like evangelistic tendency i had no like desire for god's glory across other people it was really in my pew right I remember in English class there being a question where clearly the answer yes we were going to stand on different sides of the room and the answer yes was clearly non-Christian and the answer no was clearly Christian. And it wasn't about God, but it was one of those things where like the answer was clearly could be determined that way. And I remember standing on the no side by myself and standing up for the Bible. And to me, that's such a weird story because it's not what I remember my faith being like. But I guess, you know, there are points in those like fledgling trying to figure it out stirring kind of ways of where i was genuinely trying to stand for something it's interesting it's just weird almost yeah and again like 
this whole time, right? Like, cause we are still like going to church. Like we're still getting yeah. the Bible taught to us on a regular basis. So it's just like, yeah, it's like interesting to see like what like sticks. What sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah like, and like what we were like, kind of the thought process going through my brain at that time. Cause yeah, like, um, what's another thing? Like we did the see you at the pole thing where we were, it's like, you, oh, gosh, like, yeah. And like, you know, like all the Christians or whatever, like gather on the flagpole on a certain morning and like pray before school. And like, I remember just like being like absolutely mortified. Oh, I, I didn't like, like it. I didn't want to do it. No. I was like, someone's going to see me and like ask me. And I'm like, like, or they're going to like, like laugh at me. And I was like, I do not want to do this, but I did it. Yeah. And then like, I remember it was, we were doing it. And I mean, you know, kids are like streaming in. So like, you know, the, the whoever's there is like, you know, it's, it's an amorphous group. People are coming yeah. and going. But I just remember at some point, like, the bell rang or something like that. And everyone's like sitting there and it had been like really quiet for a while. And so then like, I was just like, okay. And so I like, like said a prayer and I said like, amen. And then everyone like looked up and we all just went inside. And I was like, <laughs> classic. You know what I mean? The closer. So, That's what they called them. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any, what else characterizes well, your high school? I'm, maybe I'm, one. Yeah, one question I'd have is, and maybe not even a question, but just like this thought of like, man, all of these like moments, right? I I don't know about you, but when I look back on high school, I don't feel like, I feel like that was maybe the point where I was least devoted to the Lord, especially late high school. And again, I can't speak for you at all, but that was for me, late high school, I was very much not devoted to the Lord. And yet there's these random bits you know, those, those stories, like when I was, there was tension between me and my atheist friend, like kind tension, uh, where I wanted my girlfriend to be Christian, where I stood up for the Bible, where I went to see you at the pool, but not apparently then, because I would have known that story. I don't know. What do we do with that? Is that, I, I kind of like what you said, like, it's interesting to see what sticks and what doesn't and what, what will eventually be corrected later. You know, it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe we need to give grace to our high school selves more than we do. I don't give grace to that at all, usually. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's the kind of thing where you have to kind of look at God as being in control and like kind of yeah, guiding that. Absolutely. There's concrete things we can point to that's like, oh, like there's something there, like something motivated <laughs> us to do these things. But yeah, in, in so many other areas of our lives, it was like, you know, I mean, just completely like outright like rebellion, right? Yeah, or just like disobedience. You know, what I mean, in some cases, I don't even like some of the things I'm like, oh, like that was completely sin. Like I didn't even know was wrong for a long time. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know. I guess sanctification is a long process, but it really is. Hey guys, thank you for listening to what turned into a two-part podcast. So this concludes part one, and we hope that you will join us again in part two, coming soon. Mm -hmm.